following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Welcome back to another episode of Pickin' Winners. I believe this is uh, week 16. You know, we've, we've been doing this for a long time. I am Tyler Laurie, and I'm joined, as always, by my two co-hosts. First, up in Philadelphia, Chris Smalls. Angelo Smalls, how are you on this fine Wednesday evening? I'm good. Nothing gets me going more than your 3-2-1 for our Friday shows. It's like, it's not so much, it's not a soft 3-2-1. It's a 3-2-1, and let's get this thing done, so... I appreciate that. That's a little jolt of, a jolt of energy I kind of need. And I'm just waiting to hear what Bart has to say because I'm sure he's going to come with a lot of fire today. Well, he did just go 5-0. and We did not do a lot of losing this week. We only picked winners pretty much other than me. But from Montgomery County, Maryland, or maybe Howard County, Maryland, not sure, Andrew Bart. Bart, how are you tonight? Doing awesome. I'm just excited for Nick Foles to lead the Eagles back to the the playoffs. Me too. I'm very excited (laughs) about that. I think he's going to – now, and I kind of brought this up earlier, and we'll just get right into it. If Nick Foles goes and beats the Rams, number one, and then let's say Wentz's back still hurts and he wins the final three games of the season, they get in the wild card, and then Wentz goes, I feel good. What do you do? I say you stick with Big Big Dick Nick. You let it ride. He wins the Super Bowl. Forget about it. All right. All right. Before we <laughs> before we get into all the Eagles talk, I'm sure we'll, we will talk about this. Bart, finally someone went five and zero. Oh. It was you. Why don't you recap last week's picks for the listeners? Uh, what did we do last week? Twelve two and one as a group. Tyler and me got Saturday off to a great start with that Army Navy under. Just bet that next year. It doesn't matter what the number is. Tyler had a pretty unlucky push with Army minus seven. They were up, I believe, ten pretty late. Navy did the right thing, kicked the field goal to cut it to a one possession game, and, and that's where it ended, unfortunately. And then the only two losers of the week, Tyler with Broncos minus four, were like it was like the first or second quarter, and Tyler texts us. This might be the worst pick I've ever made with uh, Harris out, Sanders on IR, etc. Though I think Sanders went on IR after we uh, recorded this last week. No, that's that's not true. He tore his Achilles the day we recorded it. I just totally forgot about Chris Harris, though. That was it was really that was really bad. I totally forgot about that. And it Matt like guys were running free. Smalls gets a, a little bit of a break with the Homer Eagles plus three and a half pick. Then then the winners for you. Tyler Raiders plus ten and a half. He didn't need the ten and a half outright against Pittsburgh. That's just a game Pittsburgh seems to always struggle with. Seahawks minus three. Never really in doubt. Kirk Cousins sucks in general. Really sucks on Monday night. Zero and seven outright. 
Green Bay minus five for Smalls and me. We were right. The Aaron Rodgers make Mike McCarthy look like shit game. The Giants minus three and a half. That was over as soon as Sanchez threw a pick six, and I think that was the second quarter. It might have been the first quarter. Didn't he? He threw a pick six on like the he threw a pick six on like the two yard line. Yeah, the Saints minus eight for Smalls might be one of the luckiest covers we've ever had. They look dead in the water and then come back to not only win but cover. Me and Smalls both hit the Browns plus one, and then I get a little bit lucky covering Dallas minus three and a half in overtime, but it really shouldn't have got to that point. But the way they dominated that game in the first half. So let's talk before we get to well, bad beats. I, I had Army Navy push, but Navy played it the right way. Uh, I was a little bit bitter if you guys watched the game. I actually did watch. It was a good game, but Army had the ball, I believe, up. I, th- I want to say they were up like fourteen nothing or something, and they had a chance to to go for it on fourth down from like the forty. And they got it originally, then they reviewed it for like eight minutes and then didn't get it. And it gave Navy like unbelievable life that the refs. It was like one of the, the biggest back. fixed reviews I've ever seen it in my was, life. Uh, it was so bad. And like Navy couldn't move the ball at all. Like Navy had like 55 yards total offense. And then right when that happened and like Gary Danielson and Brad Nessel were like, oh, you got to give them life. Like they're going to be really good. And sure enough, like Navy had like 150 yards total offense after that. But I got lucky with Army even being in position to cover. Like, they scored late when they didn't have to, and then Navy ran, ran it down and uh, against prevent defense actually completed some passes and kicked a field goal, went onside, didn't recover the onside kick, and we pushed that game. So that was kind of unlucky, but good. I mean, really good game. That under was so fucking pure, though. I mean, it was like – at the it was 6 nothing right, at the end of the first half, or it might have been like – might have been 10 nothing or 7 nothing. Like, it, that yeah, game Navy was – Navy almost also switched QBs late, which was unlucky for you because Zach Avey was never going to – cover that game for Navy, but he was, I, think, he I, was I, forget, terrible. I think it was Garrett Lewis or something Lewis played much, much better. Yeah, and then he got hurt, and actually then A.B. had to come in, and, and A.B. Uh, fumbled on the play, and that's how Army ended up scoring. After Navy ran the Philly special, and then they got their quarterback, the guy that could throw the ball, they got him killed on the sidelines. But Army-Navy game, a lot of fun. Let's, uh, let's, do the, let's go into the NFL. We'll, we'll talk about the NFL for a little while. Smalls, I, I know you want to talk about it. We talked about Foles, but Eagles-Cowboys, the refs were not great. Not great on either side, but birds were dead in the water for basically the entire game. Dak throws a bad pick. They get some life. All of a sudden, it looks like they have a chance. But, you know, kind of your thoughts on Eagles-Cowboys before we let Bart troll you. Yeah, I think, but you know, first play of the game kind of says it all. Uh <laughs> I changed the game. I, mean, I think if if you make the right call there, uh, if you review it and those guys make the right call, uh, the Eagles end up scoring. Maybe not a touchdown, but they get a field goal. They get a little momentum against the Cowboys. They get some points. and uh, But you know what? Whatever. And then they get a really bad call on that touchdown. They end up scoring on the drive anyway, the Dallas Goddard catch. But Dallas got some bad calls too. I, I thought it was – you know what? The Eagles probably shouldn't have been in that game. When you look at it, they got lucky a lot of times holding Dallas to field goals, some bad play goals by Dallas in the red zone in, you know, Eagles plus territory. And they were only up nine nothing through like three quarters. And then you gotta look at Carson Wentz and dude didn't get it done. I mean, he didn't start. I mean, he was terrible. He was terrible, terrible for three until, quarters. Yeah, it was terrible until the fourth quarter and yeah. a little too late to switch it on in such a big game. 
so at the end of the day, yeah, there's some stuff that went wrong and some stuff that I wish had went right, but the Eagles probably didn't deserve to win that game. Smalls, why why did they rule? I, I flipped it on a tiny bit late, and I had a bunch of texts about how it, like how is it not a clear recovery? But so Dallas fumbles right, and and like three Eagles were on top of the ball, but the refs said they couldn't see who actually recovered it, so they they kept the ball with. So they didn't call it a fumble on the field, so right? So it's down by contact, right? Okay, yeah, and then they had five Eagles, six Eagles on the ball all at once, and then Camus Grugier Hill picked it up. And lifted it over his head as if he recovered it. They determined on replay there was no clear recovery. Although the rule states that if there's only players from the same team around the ball, that also indicates a clear recovery. So they screwed it up. But you know what? What can you do? They screwed up a bunch of calls for Dallas um, that helped the Eagles too. I thought the sack on Carson Wentz uh, that kept them alive. The roughing the pants passer was awful. He just grabbed his, his foot. He was already on the ground. Randy Gregory should have had that sack, and that kept our drive going and our the game going because I think we ended up scoring on there too. So whatever. The refs, you know, they suck. They always suck, and you can't really count on them. you got to win the game. Carson Wentz had to be better for three quarters. That's what it comes down to. They, they were bad. Uh, Bart actually said that roughing the passer call was the right call when we were texting about it. It's not, it's not right. It's not right. The rule the – rule, so there, there's the letter of the law – and then there's common sense. So that rule is made to give you a hard direct blow below the knees. Randy Gregory was on the ground and just grabbed Carson Wentz's ankle. And he was already on the on the ground. And then Carson Wentz fell. To me, that's like, hey, like that's he not- might have done the Eagles a favor. Now uh, now Foles is gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I well, know. I, I think I think and this is this is the thing with the Eagles, right? And and this is where so right now, based on football outsiders' playoff percentages, they have a, a like a twelve and a half percent chance to make the playoffs, and and it's actually amazing in both leagues. The sixth spot is kind of up for grabs in the in the uh, AFC. Obviously, the Chargers are making the playoffs, or whether or not they beat the Chiefs on Thursday night. By the time this airs, we'll know that, but they're making the playoffs. They're going to be the, either the five seed or the two seed. It's or maybe even the one seed. But mm-hmm. you know, there's there's four teams that are seven and six in the AFC, and in the NFC, it's like. The the three team there's like three teams that can make the playoffs. Technically, the Skins can still make the playoffs at six and seven, but there's three teams that are six and seven. That's Skins, Eagles, and Panthers, and then the Vikings are six, six, and one, and that's it. Like that's who's making the playoffs. The six seed in the yeah, NFC, the NFC they, is a joke. Like, they're awful. Yeah, the NFC's terrible. Bart, it's so mm-hmm. like the Vikings are going to probably make the playoffs, but like the Eagles could conceivably make the playoffs. Like they have a twelve percent chance. I think it's a little bit higher than that, to be honest. Yeah, Rodgers should get Dallas to just be like, look, we're giving the Bears a bye as well. There's only five teams from the NFC making the playoffs. All the rest of the NFC just sucks. Like Green Bay could get in at eight, seven, and one. Could they? They have no. Yeah, Green Bay's five, seven, and one, so they could get in at eight, seven, and one. If yeah. but Minnesota would. Minnesota has to go one and two the rest of the way, which is possible. They play the Bears, so. Here's the rest of the schedules, right? Minnesota's at Miami. I'm sorry, home for They're Miami home at Detroit. Miami. Yeah, home for Miami at Detroit, and then they got the Bears to end the season. And the Bears game might not matter is the problem for everyone else. Right, and then Philly Philly at the Rams this week. Rams coming off a just a dreadful performance. Jared Goff, tiny hands Goff in the cold weather was horrendous. <laughs> so – then, then they got. Then they have Houston at home, and they go to Washington. So, like, it's going to be hard to go three and zero, but they could. And then Carolina, I want to say like they're 
home for the Saints. They play the Saints at twice. the Falcons. Yeah, so like somehow if Aaron Rodgers just doesn't really like poop his pants and like decide like okay we'll lose to the Cardinals, like they could have made the playoffs as the sixth seed. Now they have to play the Bears this week. Like who knows what's going to happen, but. I mean, what do you think is going to happen in the NFC, Bart? I mean, it's it's going to be Minnesota, right? That's going to be who makes the playoffs? It seems like it's Minnesota just based on those schedules. Like, I think eight. I think they'll get in at 8, 7, and 1. They might get to 9, 6, and 1. I don't know if they'll get to – you think they're going to get to 9, 6, and 1? They could lose to Miami this week. I mean, this was just fucking crazy. They could lose to Miami. They could lose to Detroit. They could lose to Chicago. Or, I mean, they're very average. Their performance on Monday night, like, they, they looked – I mean, there were some teams that looked bad this weekend, but Minnesota just looked awful. They fire uh, John Filippo today – or yesterday, I think. And then the news comes out that, like, in Philly, like, they may have been happy that he was leaving. That, like – did you read that article, Smalls? I think – I thought I sent it to you. But did you see where they said, like, he was going to maybe try to leverage to be the offensive coordinator in Philly, but they kind of thought he was more of, like, a me-first guy and that they don't really – they're not happy. And then Peterson said today he was happy with his guys. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get a chance, but maybe that's that's how he is. I mean, he was very. I know Mike Zimmer wanted to run the ball a little more in Minnesota, and DeFilippo kind of wanted to throw the ball. And Cousins isn't having a terrible season, but that could be the reason. Like DeFilippo wants it his way. He wants to run things, and he's not taking anyone's, you know, the head coach's advice there. And that's what strains the relationship. The great thing now, the Vikings, the thing that really helps the Eagles out. Is Ed Stefanski's son is calling the plays for the Vikings. So you know they're going to lose two out of three. So you just know it because there's no chance. And I know Kevin Stefanski's been in the NFL since 2002 and he's been with the Vikings since 2005. But come on, Ed Stefanski, that guy was the wor- one of the worst GMs of the Sixers of all time. Good guy, bad GM, son. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. It's a little, little, little something for you guys. It'll be somewhat interesting to see what Minnesota does because there were people that wanted to promote him to begin with. But also, yeah, they did. They didn't let him out of his contract. Yeah, they didn't. They wouldn't let him interview with Pat Shermer. So definitely a dick. Uh, two things also, Bart. I want to hear your opinion of Pat Mahomes in real time against the Ravens because the the Chiefs should have lost on Sunday, and Pat Mahomes did not allow them to lose. Yeah, Pat Mahomes is awesome. I hope he's not just like a flash in the pan and like this sticks because he's just fun to watch. I mean, the fourth and nine throw, the fourth and nine throw to Tyreek Hill was like. To Tyreek Hill was awesome. I thought that game was over. It was done. He was like running for his life. He's throwing it on the run and all of a sudden like it's on the money, hits him in the letters. Like that game was crazy. And then obviously like, what do we think of the Patriots, guys? Like, I mean, they lose on a crazy – they lose on the miracle in Miami or whatever. It's a wild play. They had Gronk in the game. It was a hilarious moment. But, like – They got what they deserve. They're the two seed in, in the, in the uh, AFC. They, they play – they probably aren't going to be the one seed now, but they play at Pittsburgh this week. Like, is New, is New England going to get home field advantage? Like, Houston could, could be the two seed. Like, can New England win a playoff game on the road? Does, I mean, what do you guys think? Smalls, what do you think? Of of course, but yeah, go ahead, Bart. Of course they can, but they'd rather have it go through Foxborough. For me, the the Patriots losing in that way, that just made me think. All right, the Patriots are definitely going to the Super Bowl this year because that's the type of shit that like we talked about it with Spatola, right? That the coach K like let him lose that way, and Bill, there's no chance like Belichick wants to lose to teach his team a lesson, but. 
if anyone can do it, Belichick's going to tighten the ship and really get his guys to play at a different level for the rest of the season because of that ridiculous loss. And I expect New England to run the table and get back to a Super Bowl. They did some really – first of all, they own – they absolutely own Pittsburgh in the Mike Tomlin era. Like, they've won their last six against Pittsburgh. Like, it's they, they own them. But there was a couple really weird things that happened in that game. Like, one, like, Belichick putting Gronk in the game for, like, a 75-yard <laughs> Hail Mary when Ryan Tannehill can't throw the ball 70 yards. Like, that made no sense. But, like, Brady takes a sack before halftime. They don't get three there. They don't punch it in at the end of the game. They go up five, like – I don't know, man. It felt like a lot of weird stuff with the Patriots. Like, I, I don't know how good Josh the Patriots Kowski are. missed a couple of kicks. Yeah, like, it just feels like – I mean, it felt like they did whatever they wanted on offense the whole game. Like, Brady was awesome for a little while, like, putting it wherever he wanted to. Gronk had a good yeah, game. that was the best he's played all year. And then they just they, – they can't stop the run, which is a real interesting thing. I mean, I just – I don't know, man. Like, it feels like there's – it feels like there's really, like – one very good team, and that's the Chiefs, and they can't stop anyone. Like, they couldn't stop the Ravens. Like, they probably should have lost the game. But, I mean, two weeks ago we talked about how good the Saints were. Like, if you guys had to guess right now, and I guess I'll go to you first, Bart, like, who's playing in the Super Bowl if you had to make a pick right now? I guess New England and I feel like the Saints come out of the NFC, though. They haven't really shown me much recently to to lead me to say that. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Smalls, what what do you think? Like who's who's It really depends on like how things shake up and who gets home field advantage and all that stuff. But I think from the NFC, uh you could see a team like the I could t- I could see the Bears. I could see the Bears being able obviously to win their first round game because they're playing at home uh and their defense is gonna be great. Can you trust Trubisky though? That's the only problem. He was so bad Sunday night. Yeah, he's getting back though. He, but like with Bre- with Breeze, like if if the Saints are home, if the Saints get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, like is somebody beating Drew Breeze in the Superdome? I think the Saints are fading a little bit. People are starting to think, feel how they play, and be able to manufacture a game plan that slows them down. And I think they were feeling themselves a little bit. And I think they're gonna they're gonna play catch up, and people are gonna be ahead of them a little bit. So if you get a good defense playing the New Orleans Saints like the Bears, and they come out with a good game plan, they can win the game. Of course, it comes down to Jerbisky being able to protect the ball and make some plays downfield. But I, I think the Bears could I could see them coming out of the NFC, and I could see the Chiefs going to the uh, winning the first Super Bowl under Andy Reid. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if New England can go to Arrowhead and win the game. If anybody can do it, it's it's Brady, obviously. And until somebody knocks him off, but we know how hard that place is to play in December. I, I don't. I don't know if if somebody can go there. Now, I also don't know how Pat Mahomes is going to do in really cold weather. Like if they have a really odd game, like that's kind of why I feel like with the Bears, you know, if they hadn't lost that game to the Giants, can they erect a dome? In Kansas City before the playoffs. Here's what I think. I think the I think the AFC stinks, but I think the bottom of the AFC is better than the NFC. But I I think the NFC like after the Bears, I think the NFC is terrible. Like I don't think Dallas is very good. I might start grouping. I might start grouping Dallas into that group of teams that has a chance just because like if they don't run Zeke into the ground, getting 35 plus touches a week, and like he can hold up for the rest of the season. 
That's an awesome defense and one of the best running backs no, in and football. And the Saints defense has been better, but I, I feel like I think Kansas City is the best team in the league, and I think there's some merit for like the Chargers maybe being the second best team in the league. But like I don't trust Phillip Rivers. I think Anthony Lynn's an idiot. The Chargers always do wild stuff. Like so, like I guess like you have to say like the Chiefs and the Saints. But like after what Jared Goff looked like on Sunday night, guys, like I don't know how anyone can be super confident in the Rams. Like I like Sean McVay. I love Todd Gurley. Like their D line's great, but like. Golf missed throws that you could have made, Smalls. And I don't know. Maybe it was his tiny hands. I'm not sure. But he, I mean, he was terrible on Sunday night. They could put up six points. Or just the best defense in football. Yeah, I mean, but to not score a touchdown, not one touchdown, like, and I mean, I get it, like the cold weather and stuff. I don't know. I think the NFL, like the next three weeks are going to be not as like exciting because it feels like the, the wild card teams are just not very good. Like, it just feels like those teams all stink. And so like, you know, the AFC playoff standings, you've got four teams at seven and six, Denver six and seven. But like, I mean, rank these teams, Bart, Baltimore, Indy, Miami, Tennessee, Denver. Who's who, who are the best of those teams? Indy, Baltimore, Tennessee, Denver, Miami. Right. It's like, I mean, I, mean, I think ball, I, I personally think Baltimore is probably the best, but I don't know if you can just run Lamar Jackson 25 times a game. It's too bad that Har- I'm disappointed that Harbaugh is not an idiot because there are so many dumb people in this area that were ready to turn back to Flacco. If they played Flacco in that game against the Chiefs last weekend, they would have got wrecked. All right, so big games this weekend. Smalls, your your opinion on the Dallas Cowboys after watching them. They, they go to Indianapolis this week in a game that Indy needs. Indy, I believe, is two-and-a-half-point favorites. It feels small, but, like, in, none of these teams can lose, these seven and six teams. Like, somebody's probably going to go ten and six. Like, I think. I think Tennessee has a chance, but, like, How's Dallas going to do against Andrew Luck? You think? Uh, I think Frank Reich is going to is going to you know pull it out here. I think he's going to figure out that defense. The Cowboys have a good defense, but there's a lot of things the Eagles did in that fourth quarter that kind of opened it up and showed some weaknesses. I think Andrew Luck and Frank Reich kind of exploit that. They end up winning. They're at home. The Cowboys are on a great winning streak, but they're going on the road. They're feeling themselves a little bit. They end up losing the game. The Cowboys, at the end of the day, are going to win the division anyway. They don't have a lot of pressure on them. What they've been playing with for the last three, four games has been pressure. They've come up with the pressure. Now the pressure's off. They're going to have a different feeling, and the pressure's all on the Colts. So I think they come through. I think Andrew Luck has a great great game. There's three touchdowns. There's for 327, and we call it a night. I mean, that's a big one. Titans at Giants. Giants have been playing really well. Surprisingly, the Giants are, are better at home than they are on the road. Or, I'm sorry, better at, on the road than they are at home. But Titans at Giants, big game. Miami's at Minnesota in a game that matters for both teams. Like I said, Denver's probably out of it. Baltimore plays the Bucks at home. And then, uh, like I said, Chargers-Chiefs is a huge game. That'll be Thursday night. But real interesting in the AFC wild card. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, last question, Bart. Pat Mahomes, an NFL MVP, or is that race still to be decided in your opinion? I mean, right now he's the MVP, but the last three games obviously matter. If they limp to the finish and Breeze just plays nuts, it could go back to Breeze. Yeah. You're, is, any value in Phillip Rivers? Maybe. It's tough if they don't win that division, though. Like, if he outclasses uh, Mahomes tomorrow night, maybe. 
All right, let's uh, let's do fades. We'll get out of the NFL for a second. Smalls, I- I'm sure you got a really good one about society. So why don't, why don't you start with fades? Well, I was talking earlier about like headline grabs, but I'll just pick one specifically. The whole uh, and I saw a couple of them about three days ago that Colin Kaepernick uh, wants to play or would play for the Redskins, and God, like I'm I'm just like kind of sick of it because it's just it's not. Clearly, these people, the writers, aren't doing this for any other reason than just like, I know it's going to get me clicks. I know it's going to get everyone riled up. And I know it will be like a 50-minute cycle news story. That's what it is. There is no chance, in my opinion at least, that Colin Kaepernick is going to play for the Redskins. He's not going to play. He's not going to jeopardize what he's already built off the field. Why would he come in and play for the Redskins? He would. He hasn't played in what? What has it been? Three years? Two three, years? Three years? Three years? Three years. The guy, let's be honest. He's gonna come back in and play football and be good. It's only gonna hurt him. He's not gonna be good. Then the naysayers are just gonna say, "I told you so." He might be better than Josh Johnson and Mark Sanchez. That's not the comparative analysis people. This is the conversation now, though. There's multiple conversations. It's like one: Is Colin Kaepernick better than some of the quarterbacks currently playing in the NFL? Probably. But is Colin Kaepernick the right fit? And is Colin Kaepernick going to take every single job? And is Colin Kaepernick this amazing quarterback? Like, he's, he's just not. Like, he's part of this group of guys that's, like, decent to average. He makes a lot of money doing what he's doing now. Like, it just, it just is what it is at this point, right? Like, I just think this is so stupid. Like, every single time a backup quarterback or a third-string quarterback makes a bad throw, like, we see, you know, we see Mark Sanchez. We see Josh Johnson. We see uh, my man Chase Daniel, like, Every media member's like, hey, Colin Kaepernick is better than this guy. Like, maybe he is. But it's like, we're not, Colin Kaepernick's no franchise savior. He's not coming into D.C. and winning them games. Not in week 10. Yeah, it doesn't, I just don't think it helps him. I also think the conversation, it's just, it's kind of, to me, it's irresponsible from a, not like that I'm a journalist, but from a journalism standpoint, I'm I'm kind of sick of all these clickbait, these headlines. It's not doing if you want to try to change this prof- the way this profession's going, which is way down the hill and it's not good at all anymore, there's barely any good writing. There is some still phenomenal writing, but this kind of stuff, this is why people hate journalists. This is why people hate writers. This is why people hate the media. These kind of headlines, people are sick of them. I'm the majority, all right? I'm the majority. It's a disgrace. I despise it. Keep your mouth shut. Write good articles. That's about it. I do. I do think uh, real quick before I get into mine. I do think like Bill Barnwell tweeted. Uh, Bill Barnwell from ESPN tweeted something about how like coaches should be held responsible for what they say because one of the things he said was that they didn't call in Colin Kaepernick because they didn't have a chance to like put in a running offense and put in something around him. And then Bart, what was the first play they ran with Josh Johnson when he put it when he came into the game? They ran a zone read. Like how, so, how long has Josh Johnson been there? A week and a half. Actually, not even because Colt got hurt the Monday before that. So he'd been there six days. Look, and here's the thing. I'm not, again, I'm not arguing if Colin Kaepernick is better or worse. I also think it's insane that people are like, the NFL is going to pay Colin Kaepernick hundreds of millions of dollars for collusion. Like, it's never going to happen. There's no chance he wins this case. But I would love it. If- I think there's no way he loses the case. What what is he going to say? Like you signed all these guys that my stats were demonstratively better than. Like I would just show highlights of Mark Sanchez throwing a football. So that's you're trolling. 
because you need definitive proof. I, I will say this. Someone should bring in Colin Kaepernick for a workout and just see if he can throw the ball. Because, like, yes, he had okay stats for a horrendous 49ers team coached by Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly got fired. Colin Kaepernick was very bad down the stretch. Like, Does Colin Kaepernick want to do that? Wouldn't that not help his collusion case? Don't you think he's been denying workouts and denying talking to people because he has a collusion case? I don't think he's been denying workouts because I, I think this has got to be similar to like if you're unemployed and they find out you're not looking for a job, like then you can't get paid unemployment. Unless so, you're suing your previous worker, then yes, then no, it's not similar at all. I don't, we're probably the only three people and Bart's in favor of Colin Kaepernick just to just to troll. But like, we're, and again, this is no knock on like if Colin Kaepernick can or can't play in the NFL. It's more a commentary on how everybody, as soon as they see a backup quarterback throw a bad pass, it's like you immediately go to Colin Kaepernick like. I agree with you, Smalls. Like, let's be a little bit more creative here. Like, but also, like, the list of quarterbacks that the Redskins brought in, I mean, it was hilarious. You know, I, I mean, here's a question. Like, they didn't call Nathan Peterman. Is he getting blackballed? I mean, that, that's something to consider. Yeah, like, all right. Uh, my fade, I just got a quick one. It's actually an anti-fade. It's something called the uh, Create Your Shot Bump, and that's for all our listeners out there. If you come on our podcast and you interview with us, your team's guaranteed to play well. Uh, Joe Mahalik comes on two weeks ago and Penn beat Nova last night. So, you know, the results speak for themselves. The other quick fade I have, another anti-fade, but at the Heisman ceremony, my favorite. Boomer. Yeah, my favorite Heisman trophy winner of all time is uh, Billy Sims because when Oklahoma quarterbacks or Oklahoma players have a chance to win, he just goes absolutely apeshit on TV and screams Boomer over and over again. And then the guy has to like sheepishly look at him and say sooner in like a pretty like – like a low voice, like sooner, and he's wearing like an Oklahoma jacket. It's it's amazing. I, I feel bad that Kyler Murray's moment got robbed a little bit with his like fourteen and fifteen year old racist tweets. I'm a, I'm a little bit tired of people like going back through Twitter and like trying to like steal his joy. But you know, both Kyler and Tua seem like really nice guys. Didn't get to see as much of Dwayne Haskins, but I uh, enjoyed Billy Sims' performance on Saturday. Billy night Sims more is the than- best. He's he's the man. Uh, all right, Bart, your fade. I'll just anti fade Billy Sims because I really enjoyed none of the I Heisman, just did that. None of the Heisman ceremony until we got Billy on stage. Oh man, I, I thought it was great. I, I mean, he's the best, and his his Oklahoma Sooners uh, suit jacket that just yeah. said OU on it was freaking amazing. All right, so let's go into picks, Bart. Bart, what's our uh, what's our total record on the year? We're 18 games over 500 at 119 and 101, up 7.9 units. Though next week I'll take a look and remove any games. We're like, last week I'm on Dallas, Smalls is on the Eagles. You're obviously not betting both those sides. That loses us a tenth of a unit automatically unless we push. So I'll see what our, our record is, excluding games where we pick against each other. All right, so a uh, huge week, like I said last week, 12-2-1, and one, and we got some college games. Uh, so I, I don't know if you guys are picking any college games, but for the ones I'm picking, I'll tell you what the bowl games are. Real quick, just a, a little word of advice. Obviously, I was an idiot with Chris Harris, but if you are going to bet any college games, even if you're taking our advice, please make sure that even up until like the moment kickoff happens that you look local papers and stuff, if you're betting small schools, like – see who's not playing because yes, like Will Greer, the news with West Virginia, like that's going to be national news. But you know, if you're, you know, you're betting on San Diego state and Ohio, like make sure everybody's playing in that game. Make sure coaches haven't already moved on and stuff like that. Cause that is one of the weirdest things when it comes to bowls. So uh, smalls, you're probably not picking any bowls, Bet but you, you go ahead and 
Yeah, no, not even bet responsibly. Just make sure you look and see if people are playing. It's a great, so. it's a great uh, service announcement. Yeah, I'll start <laughs> it off. Uh, I'm going to take a game that I absolutely hate that I'm taking, and I really should take the others. That's a good way to start. I should take the other side. I should really take it because the line is so funny, but I can't get over it. I'm taking the Seahawks minus four on the road against the Niners. I don't understand why this game's only four points, I guess, on the road and stuff like that. But to me, Seahawks on a short week. Seahawks playing a really good football right now. And I just see them dominating the 49ers, the Niners conceiving. They're going to feast on Nick Mullins. So I'm taking the Seahawks minus four on the road. I also want to give myself credit. I had a sixth winner last week. I did tell people to take the Cowboys-Eagles first half under, and that game was at six. So that definitely hit. Uh, my first one, we're going to college. We've got Utah State and North Texas over 68 in the New Mexico Bowl. This game is on Saturday. Utah State's head coach, Matt Wells, is gone. He is at Texas Tech, but their offensive coordinators call him plays before he goes to join Wells in Lubbock. I do think that's a little weird. It's 68. What are you seeing? It was 68 no, I when I looked at you. it. Yeah. Uh, North Texas is an air raid team. Graham Harrell's their offensive coordinator, former Texas Tech uh, quarterback. He was going to go to North Carolina. He decided not to. I think that's because he's maybe waiting to see if he can go to Texas Tech with Matt Wells, but very odd. North Texas 21st in offense. They score 36 and a half a game. Utah State third and no, uh, at 47 points a game. Both QBs are playing. Mason Fine is the back-to-back Conference USA Player of the Year. I think this game sails over, and it should be one of the most fun early bowl games. Bart? My first one will surprise you, Tyler. I'm laying the touchdown with the Vikings at home against the Dolphins. This game is at 1 p.m., so you can forget that Kirk is 0-7 on Monday night. This doesn't surprise me at all. No one's going to watch the game. He's going to have good stats. It's going to be great. They're going to win, and then they're going to play in primetime. He's going to fucking get his ass kicked again. He sucks. I agree. I'll just go with that as my explanation, but Kirk Cousins with a my empty calories win of the week after we uh we pretty much nailed that with Rodgers last week. He had a third of his yards in the touchdown on the last drive of the game. So it ends up being like he has 208 yards in a touchdown and no pick. Well, 208 yards in this day is pretty shitty. Yeah, he played he was he literally was like oh, the biggest was other than Mark Sanchez. He was the biggest loser of the week. Seriously, Kirk Cousins is like if I, we, don't, we don't need to get it. I should have just faded Kirk Cousins. All right, you go, Small. I used to think he sucks. Good job like, giving that guy $84 million guaranteed. I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand What's why Kirk – like, this look, year? Who cares? It doesn't – like it's, it's not that. QBR is a max of 100, Smalls. If he was 98.2, he'd be like – QB – what's his rating? QB rating, 98, right? 98.1. Who cares? That doesn't factor in garbage like the last drive, pat statting, stat padding, pat statting. Wow. Like, for some reason, like, people people want to, like, protect Kirk Cousins, and I've never understood this. Like, I don't – like, the, the Russell Wilson-Kirk Cousins matchup was, like, two quarterbacks who, like, no one ever wants to say anything bad about. Like, look, I love Russell Wilson, and he's been awesome this year. He sucked on Monday. He was terrible. Like, he had one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen to the point where Bart actually texted me, like, you can try and defend that one because I do like to defend Russell Wilson. But, like – both those guys, it's like the national media just refuses to say when they play terrible. And Kirk, they were both awful on Monday night. But Kirk was, like, especially awful. And so, like, for people who are out here saying, like, oh, it's not Kirk, it's the offensive line. Like, look, man, is it the offensive line every year? Is it the defense every single year? Like, he just doesn't win games when it matters. Like, that's all I know. I'm not a QB guru. He just doesn't win games when it matters. So they'll win a 1 o'clock game when no one watches, though. 100%. That re- 
That rant sponsored by Kleenex. Kleenex doesn't just clean your nose. It wipes away the tears. Okay. Good job. Uh, A game that I think looks really funky. So I'm taking the line. I'm taking the Falcons at home minus nine against the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals stink. This is way too many points. So I'm taking the Falcons. They're going to blow them out. Matty Ice, baby. No reason to win. Doesn't matter. Never going to make the playoffs, but he's going to play great. Pat his stats, 35 to 10. Put it in the books. See, I agree. Both both of those teams stink. I'm not sure the Falcons are good enough to be favored by nine against anyone. The problem. I know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's, I, that's why I, I took them. I agree. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. Uh, all right. My next one, I got two picks in this game. So, uh, Bart, you go next, and then Smalls, give your third. Uh, I've got Fresno State minus four versus Arizona State in the Las Vegas Bowl, and we are also going to take the under 53. Arizona State, uh, Nikhil Harry is not playing in this game. Fresno's second-best scoring defense in the country, but also sixth-best in defensive efficiency, 14th in FEI, and 10th in S&P. They're just really very, very good. They're just better than Arizona State. Arizona State doesn't have their best player. Their only receiver that really has helped them move the ball. So my thought process on this is that they're just going to try to run the ball. They have a very good sophomore running back, and I just think this is going to end up being like 24-17. I don't think Arizona State's really going to be able to move it and throw it without Harry in the game. So, like I said, Fresno State minus four against an Arizona State team without their best player, future first-round pick, wide receiver, Nikhil Harry, and we're also going to take the under of 53. Bart? My second one, the Bears laying the six at home against Green Bay. The Packers' offensive line is beat up. I think the Bears are just going to get to Rodgers all night and, and destroy him. Oh, man, that's going to be tough because I got the other side in that game. I got the Packers getting six points, so we're giving away that unit. We're going head-to-head this week. We went head-to-head last week, and we saw what happened. I know. I got Aaron Rod- I'm I'm going at you again just because I really feel confident about this game. I feel confident about Aaron Rodgers. I think the Bears – come off a really emotional and a great victory. You know why I don't feel confident about the Packers? What I what I meant to fade, and I forgot about this, was Joe Philbin burnt both of but, his challenges with the first three minutes of that game. But the more – see, Joe Philbin, right? This is the reason why the Dolphins were so bad when he was the coach. His whole method for practicing two units at one time so there was, like, more effort. He doesn't have the opportunity to do that. He has to coach – just one unit. He's going to be fine. There's no pressure. Aaron Rodgers calling the offense. That's the guy calling win. plays no, no, no. for Aaron you Rodgers against is. the best defense in football. Aaron Rodgers is calling how, did, how did he uh, – what were his challenges, by the way? How do you even get into situations to challenge right away? They when were you lose two Julio Jones catches, and I didn't think, to his credit, I didn't think either one was a catch, but it's still funny to burn them both in the first three minutes of a game. I love it. And lose both. I, I honestly think people forgot what a bad coach Joe Philbin is. I, I, I seriously like. I just feel well, like people what do forgot we, that. What do we do when we fall off the horse? We get, get back, back on. on. I'm not a gymnast, Maury. All right, keep going. All right, you, you Bart, your third. Bart, your third. I can't believe I'm doing this. Anytime you can lay a touchdown with Cody Kessler, I think you got to do it. I got the Jags minus seven. Josh Johnson hasn't played meaningful football till last week for like seven years or it might be five years. I think Fournette's going to have a big, big game against that Redskins defense. They are not the same. I'm not sure what happened with them. They looked awesome the first month and a half of the season. And I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't see Peterson having 
much of a game at all. So I'm not sure how the Redskins move the ball and giving the Jags a week to prepare for Johnson. I don't like the outlook for Josh Johnson this week. A, l- a longer week to prepare too. Like they, they were obviously off. Yeah. I think the first half under in this game is absolutely gold. Like the number itself is so low. Like I thought there was a chance it was going to be like 33. I think it's 37, right? It was, it's down to 36. That number will not go up. No, I mean, it, that, I honestly think the first half under is the play. Like, this is going to be 10 to 3 at half, maybe 6 to 3. May, I mean, the skins might not score, but. All right, Smalls, your fourth? Uh, my fourth is going to be the Patriots at the Steelers, uh, minus one and a half. I love the Patriots. I'm on this also. I love the Patriots coming off uh, a, a loss, especially like that, that type of loss. And what Tyler mentioned earlier, Belichick owns Tomlin. The Patriots own the Steelers right now. I've got to have faith that Tom Brady's going to right the ship here and beat the Steelers, who, for all intents and purposes, have been struggling the last two weeks. And the Chargers, they blew a big lead, and then they they lay an egg and lose the Raiders when they're 10.5-point favorites. This game smells like a dominant Patriots victory. Yeah, actually, the Steelers, there's a path for them to not make the playoffs. Like, yeah. the tie against the Browns may save them, but they there's can like lose a legit- that. They can lose that division to Baltimore. I would not be surprised at this point. They're, they're, a, they're a half game up. Uh, my, uh, my fourth, I guess I guess because you guys are on this game too, I have New England and Pitt. Uh, I got the over of 52. I think it's the biggest number of the week, but both QBs are going to throw this a ton. Like, we don't know who the running back is for the Steelers. I, I guess James Conner's not going to play. Uh, both these offenses are top six QB in scoring determined. offense. Right. Both top seven passing offenses, but the Pats are 23rd against the pass and 15th against the run. Steelers 12th against the pass. Like We know the Pats aren't really that interested in running the ball. I checked the weather right now. Only a 10% chance of rain in the, during the time of the game. It's a 425 game, mid-40s in the afternoon. Beautiful conditions for a shootout. I think this is I – don't, I don't know who's going to win. I, I do agree with you guys. I think the Pats are going to win, but this feels like you know classic Pats, like 35-28 or something like that. I think this goes pretty – I think this goes over 52 pretty easily. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers jumped out to a lead and then the Pats just came back and blew the doors off them. Uh, yeah, it's I agree. And like I said, like Brady looking better with like Gronk and Edelman looking better, Chris Hogan rising from the dead a little bit. Like the, you saw signs of like the Pats. So I, I think like can I give my fifth pick before Small does because I think he's gonna have the same game as me. All right, give your next two. Give you have you have New England minus one and a half, and then what's your fifth? My dog of the week. Philly plus 11. Jesus Christ. Is that your fifth one? Yeah. <laughs> yes, See, I just I just wanted to give that out before you did. Go ahead. Why are we picking why are we get why are we betting on Nick Foles in LA? Why? Someone tell me cuz he beat well, him last year. Let's let's hear it. I mean, I mean getting 11 points is a lot of points and they're thinking that Carson Wentz being out, Big Nick's coming home, baby. He's going to have the family in the crowd. Revenge game. They're going to all be looking Nick Foles, the fans are pumped up. You're going to get the WIP callers nice this and five. They're going to go, yo, Mikey, you know, I told you. I told you about Nick Foles. He's going to win it again, and that's going to be perfect. We're going to ride off into the sunset. We're going to beat the Rams, and we're going to definitely cover the 11 points if we're winning, guys. Let's be honest. So I, I don't see any way the Eagles can possibly lose this game to tell you the truth i might take an hour <laughs> I, honestly i honestly think this is one of i honestly think this is one of the worst match like the only matchup that could be worse like we saw the saints in their passing game mahomes would go nuts but like yeah they, the philly secondary could have some trouble just, here it's just You'll so say. it's just so bad all right. all right 
my last one, and then we'll recap. Uh, I'm going to do something insane. I'm going to bet on a game that there's about 0% chance I watch any time of. Uh, this will be the uh, game that, like, it starts on red zone, and you see the kickoff, and then you see, like, one pick six, and then you don't see anything for the rest of the game. That sounds like the Skins-Jags. No, that'll happen too, but we'll see an injury in that game or something. I'm going to take the Bengals minus two versus Oakland. Both these teams are terrible. Jeff Driscoll starts for the Bengals, but the Bengals' offense hasn't been horrendous, and they've played two top-ten defenses the last two weeks. Oakland's coming east. We know that Oakland is bad. They have the worst defense in the league right now. I I just feel like the Bengals are going to win this game. I don't know why. I feel like Oakland is not very good. They just came off a huge win against the Steelers, like – this just feels like we're going to see – it's probably going to be pretty high scoring too if you really want to like degen it off and take the number. But I'm going to take the Bengals minus two uh, at home against Oakland. All right, Smalls, give us your five. Oh, yeah, my five. I mean, again, I'll tell you, I, I, I don't love the first pick. But Seahawks minus four, Falcons minus nine. I'm taking the Pats minus one and a half, the Packers getting six points, and the Birds getting 11 points in L.A., baby. Read it and we, we go. Tw- we go. We go twelve two and one this last week. We're just going to give it all back and go zero and fifteen this week. Like you guys aren't even trying. At least I, I research trying. My I, I you guys are betting on. You guys are betting on Nick Foles. Dude, against eleven the points. Are you the Eagles. So, look, I'm sorry. To, I'm really sorry to break this Nick to you. Foles? Super Bowl champion Nick Foles. What kind, of, what kind of film do they have on Nick Foles? With this <laughs> There's offense? a lot of film. With There's a lot offense. of film on Nick with Foles. With these weapons, show some respect, Tyler. Hold on a second. I'm going to be honest with you, Smalls, and I know this is hard. What? What? What is this? This is Week 15, what about right? With in the NFL 12 season. Personnel? How many? How many times did they run 12 personnel? Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. This is Week 15 of the NFL season, right, Bart? I, I hate to break it to you, Smalls. The Eagles suck. Like, it's over, buddy. They're terrible. 12 personnel. You haven't seen that with Nick Foles. They barely ran it last year. They ran 82% of their offense was in 11 personnel. They have Goddard and Ertz, and they even have Tate, right? This new weapon. So even Yeah, they don't know how to integrate him. It's been hard. It's been difficult for uh, Mike Grow. Nick Foles is pretty good at it. Even if they put 11 personnel on the field, maybe they're going to run the ball a little bit more, control the clock. They're going to learn from their mistakes with the saints i'm telling you right now mortal lock 11 points birds okay mortal lock all right my my five uh, i've got a couple bowl games utah state north texas over 68 in the new mexico bowl on saturday fresno state minus four and the under of 53 against arizona state in the las vegas bowl that is also on saturday Bengals minus two against oakland at uh, i'm sorry Bengals at home minus two against oakland and then new england and pittsburgh over 52 in america's game of the week i think it's on cbs actually but uh bart Vikings minus seven, Bears minus six, Jags minus seven, Pats minus one and a half, and my Philly special is uh the Eagles and Super Bowl champion Nick Foles getting eleven, yeah. the hero that Philadelphia needs but they do not deserve. Let me tell you this: he may be better than Car. I mean, I don't know. If he's Wentz definitely started. better than I, Carson I, Wentz. Carson Wentz sucks. But he's be- he's better than Wentz. I mean, he's better than what we saw from Wentz last week. Honestly, I mean, Wentz has been very bad the last couple of weeks. But all right, that's it for us this week. Uh, like I said before, if you are going to bet bowl games, please do your research. Make sure you know who's playing. Otherwise, you're just going to punt off money because I've done that for years. So this year, we're trying to start it over. As I, I'm going to turn 30, so we're trying to turn over a new leaf. But we are uh, 12, 12 two and one last week. Bart, the first 5-0, and oh, Smalls 4-1, and one, me 3-1-1. One and one. We will have a special guest next week, the winner of the pick contest. That'll be a surprise, but we will probably be four on this show next week, or we'll see. Maybe we'll kick Bort off. I'm not sure. Uh, other than that, we appreciate everyone listening. Like I said, uh, you can pick winners for the rest of the week, for the rest of the couple weeks with us. If you get five, go 5-0, and oh, send me a screenshot. 
I will send you a free koozie. Just make sure you send me the address. We are Create Your Shot on Twitter, Create Your Shot Pod on Instagram, Create Your Shot on Facebook, and Create Your Shot at gmail.com. And as always, we are on Tuesdays with interviews. This week, we have a, a very funny interview with a comedian in New York. I will let that be a little bit of a surprise, something very different that we have not done before, but very, very enjoyable. And then I am, uh, you can hear me on Thursdays on the Underdog NBA show with Zandrick Ellison. Been a lot of fun to do. Hear us this week rant about the Bulls and Jim Boylan. Other than that, that is it for us. Thank you, as always, for listening. And I hope everyone picks winners this weekend. Just don't pick the birds plus 11.